Hey everyone, I'm Chris and I'm here with Teresa. We're both on staff at The Branch. And if you caught our podcast last week, you know that we are trying during the season of Lent to take a few minutes each week and reflect on the sermon uh, that was from the previous Sunday. Maybe say a word or two about that. And then also maybe say a word or two about what we didn't get to talk about, what there wasn't time for on Sunday. We're we had fun last week, so we thought we'd come back this week and try it again, right, Teresa? Absolutely. We didn't <laughs> fall on our faces, so let's try again. Yeah, it wasn't an utter disaster. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with last Sunday, um, and I, I want to ask you the same question I asked you last week. And by the way, a little teaser here: you're preaching this Sunday. I am. And so when we do this podcast next week, you, you're going to flip it. You get to ask me what I what I took away. That's slightly terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what what what's something that kind of has lingered or remained for you from yeah. Sunday's conversation? Um, well, first of all, you talked about shalom, which is my absolute favorite word in the Hebrew language um, because it just encompasses so much. And we have in our in our English translations of the Bible, we've reduced it to the word peace, right? Yeah. You talked a little bit about that and about how it is so much more than what we often think of as peace, as this calm and stillness, right? That it is it is the restoration of relationships and the way relationships are supposed to be. So um A, I just love talking about Shalom mm -hmm. anytime I can. So great. But also you talked a lot about or you gave some examples at the end of some of some of the branch people who are yeah. who are living out this bringing shalom to the world around them right yeah. and it kind of struck me as so often we think that we have to do big things and vocation is this big thing or calling is this really big thing that we have to do but in all of those examples you gave it was ordinary people noticing the things around them that aren't right that aren't the way they should be and using whatever influence they can to take steps toward bringing shalom right so mm -hmm. i loved that it was a reminder that this is this is not for people who are you know the important people but this right. is this is all of us and there's there's something that each one of us can do to bring shalom to the world wherever we are. That's so good. And 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 so hard, I think, for us yeah. to maybe, I don't know, is, is it that we don't believe it or that we've somehow convinced ourselves that the only sort of thing that can change the world in all of its kind of big, capital B, brokenness are, are these big um, capital B kind of acts of vocation and I, I don't know I mean is that kind of what has happened and so then we we discount the simple things that we do the day-to-day -day things that we do and, and then we stop doing those things yeah. right yeah. or we stop seeing those things as important which is backwards it is. It is actually 
Now, there are examples, certainly, in our lives and in history of significant acts of courage and sacrifice leading to significant change, but the world tends to actually shift and move, I think, when I look around and look through history, through kind of more incremental movements. And that would lend, that would lend I think, to the belief that what you do every day actually does matter. Yeah, it is actually what changes the capital B brokenness, um, if 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 we're faithful in those things. So, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. There were there were a lot of stories you can, and you said it. You could go on and on, right? So yeah. notice those things. I think are really important, and to share those stories are important too. Yeah. So, what didn't you get to say? this Sunday that you wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I thought was really interesting is uh, we were in Luke 4, and I, on Sunday, did get to talk about how Luke 4 is this, um, it holds both Jesus's time in the wilderness, which I'm suggesting is largely about identity, but then it immediately moves into activity, action. He goes village to village. He's in the synagogues and in his hometown. He declares the year of the Lord's favor, the release of the oppressed, all these incredible images from Isaiah. But that's not the only time where we see identity and activity linked together. In fact, if you just go to the end of chapter 4 and then into chapter 5, um, the same thing happens. At the end of chapter 4, Jesus retreats to the wilderness, to a lonely place, the text says. Mm. And then he comes out of that. The people are searching for him. They're, they're not particularly happy, it seems. They're a little worried that he's just disappeared without telling anyone. Um, but there seems to be this rhythm and pattern to wilderness and work. Wilderness work, wilderness work. That if our work, the, the activity of our lives, is certainly important, um, but it always has to be connected to, um, in, in this case, what we're talking about here is wilderness, time alone, space to be reflective and still, because that is where the identity gets regrounded. Um, all right, our identity so often kind of slips away from us. It 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 gets diluted. It 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 gets lost, and so Jesus even shows us this pattern and rhythm. Yeah, so that's hard. <laughs> As you're talking, I'm like, that sounds lovely, and then I look at my normal week and that pattern of work and rest and. Um, and stillness is is not the same pattern that Jesus had. Um, and I wonder, too, if that's once you start to notice these things around you and the things that you can do and the steps that you can take to bring shalom to the world, at least for me, I start to see all those things and think I have to do every single one uh -huh. and I have to do it right now. Yeah. And I forget that I, A, am not supposed to do it all. Right. Um, but also that I can't do it if I'm not taking the time to rest, even rest my body, mm -hmm. but also taking the time 
in solitude, in stillness, to listen to God tell me who I am. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. And I don't know, I, 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 I want to encourage myself <laughs> <laughs> and anyone else who cares to listen to maybe do some reimagining around what we mean by stillness and quiet and quote unquote wilderness. Because I think often we imagine that that has to look a certain way and it usually involves lengthy periods of time in utter silence. Right. And I'll tell you, I, I do think that there is something for actually what I just said, periods of time in silence. I, that can't experience can't be duplicated elsewhere, but I do think there are other ways to be still. There are other ways to slow down enough that we can hear again God's words of affirmation to us about who we are. And so I think we'd need to do some reimagining around that, around what that could actually look like. Because if it is only an hour in silence, none of us are going to do it. So or, true. or we're going to rarely do it. And so that can't be the only way. Again, I'm not encouraging people to totally throw that baby out with the bathwater, but we, we need to do some reimagining about that. So maybe that's everyone's homework this week. There you go. <laughs> Come up with your very creative list of ways to be still. Yeah. It, yeah. And I would, I would say, I've said this before. I think you've probably heard me say this before. For me, it is sitting at the piano and just mm -hmm. playing. And um, that is the way that my body quiets. It's the way that my mind quiets. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a way that I can be still even when I'm not technically not right. moving, right? Right, right. But it is incredibly helpful for me to have those times. Yeah. Yeah, I love that example. Uh, for me, I've discovered it's walking in the woods. Mm. And I, I can walk in the woods and not have it be contemplative, not have it be um, regrounding, you know, I mean, I can be very distracted and walk in the woods. That can happen. <laughs> squirrel. But, uh, squirrel. But it is a place, if I enter with a certain mindset and intention, that can help recenter my identity, help me hear things that I need to hear, help, help some of the other noise kind of fade away a little bit. So what is that for folks? I think that's what they need to find, and that's the reimagining. Okay. Good. Didn't know you were getting homework when you listened in today. Yeah, we didn't. Actually, I don't think we knew we were given it, but uh, it fits. I think it feels right. Don't you? Yes. <laughs> All right. Everybody, thanks for listening. We will be back here again next week. And in the meantime, shalom to you. Shalom.